2: Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker. Live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
0: Confusing technology.
2: Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, thanks as always for making your way here. Check out the series. Uh, please hit the subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, sometimes even more than that. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. All the usual spots iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPRWFBK.org Red Circle, Audible, YouTube for the video versions Obviously, wherever you're listening from right now uh, Anywhere you get your podcast from Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with That's me, Kyle Meredith today Catching up with my good buddy Gavin Rosdell of Bush We're going to be talking about the new record The Art of Survival uh, Wide ended up being one of Bush's heaviest albums so far uh, we'll do some uh, compare and contrast to bands like Coldplay and the Mars Volta Leonard Cohen is a big hero for both of us I'll ask about Gavin's uh, uh, penchant for uh, religious iconography in his lyrics uh, And being a reader of folks like uh, Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins Gavin's also going to talk about his hopes of being in the just-announced Constantine II If you remember, he was in the original version uh, And why he says that Nicolas Cage is the best actor in the world it's all that and more. It's Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell of Bush.
0: Hey, how are you? We're like an annual event. We are. An, we're keeping it annual. I like it. Consistency is everything. My manager, said, if I want to play stadiums, just be consistent. I was like, okay.
2: Well, then if I'm in any way helping you play stadiums, uh, I'm all for it. I don't know if that's consistency that your manager is talking about, but uh, happy to be a part of any kind of routine here. And, uh. Man, you got a near the record, and I think I compliment you every single time. The art of survival. It, this is a this is a big record. This is a loud record. It's a powerful record. To me, at times, it feels like maybe one of the heaviest records that you've put out. Does it? Does it come across like that to you?
0: Yeah, um, I'm 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 finally sort of honing my aesthetic down to where I want to be. I am the sharp knife I always wanted to be. Um, yeah, I mean it's weird because um. I think these last few years and I was noticing that every time we played big shows, big bands and big guitar bands and heavy rock festivals, metal festivals, wherever, I was always relying on the heavier elements of each album to, um, for the set list, you know, just to fuck people up, you know, in a good way. And, um, then I did the Institute record in, and was it 2005 that I really loved. And I was always annoyed. It was not a, bush record and so since the kingdom when i did the kingdom you know i basically did black white rainbows which is my sort of bruised post-divorce apocalyptic record of like coming back to breathe breathe life on a scorched earth um and i inevitably had a sort of a more injured side to so a more vulnerable side and um and then I was just annoyed. And so I did The Kingdom, and then The Kingdom seemed to have the right spirit. And then I, you know, for so many records in as a band, just didn't want to have a mediocre, mid-tempo, acoustic-led, this is the real meaning bullshit. I just wanted it to be like devastating and fierce, and be like, what? People like, what is this? This is, you know, I'd rather go down in flames than to sort of peter out in some sort of like, uh, you know a dimmer switch uh, you know so that's it this is my incendiary instinct
2: it, it's interesting how you put it all together too like you know we we've talked about a lot of our mutual heroes before you know whether it's bowie over my shoulder you know leonard cohen and etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but but to take what you do lyrically maybe sometimes with them in mind and and put it on top of something this this you know this heavy this crunchy uh, what, what's the marriage uh, of that? I mean, is there a, is there a trick?
0: I mean, you know, there's no one more powerful than, you can never be more powerful than being yourself. And as I've gone through my career, I've just honed it to a degree who I want to be and what I'm inspired by. And so yeah, Leonard Cohen, massive, just these incredible words. Uh, and so for me, I just don't know why, but I'm screwed because I sort of I gave my life to guitars and to rock music, right? In a world where people care less and less allegedly about rock music. So I have to find how to be interesting to someone that doesn't know or care about me or you know, and I and I see every record as a chance to redefine, reconnect, introduce yourself to people, you know. So my whole uh, mo is reduced. I'm like a like a hand-made noodle artisan. You know, I just sort of, I just devoted myself. So if I'm going to be rock music, if I play standard music, you know, standard guitar tuning, it just feels vanilla and lost, and I don't. It doesn't turn me on, um, unless I play some people's great songs on there. Then of course it does. But I just something about the detuned world. Who I should have mentioned Institute. Uh, or the heavier songs I like, it just sort of, it opened up something that I hadn't, um, you know, kind of embraced as much before, and I uh, found it liberating, you know? and uh, and I'm just interested in, in people just having an amazing time when they listen to us, and that kind of massive crowd, head-bopping movement, and that doesn't come from um, anything but sort of, well, it comes from doing what I'm doing, and... Uh, there are people, you know, with a, someone like, you know, Coldplay, who, you know, I love Chris, and we've come up together, and he's just forged a life of incredible musicianship, great songwriting, and um, uh, pop music, and, and he plays to stadiums, plays to stadiums, massive. And um, ironically, when I had my sort of softest moment, you could say, in on my solo record, Inscope kind of turned on by it, but like maybe thought I could do a sort of a, you know, a solo career, wanted to do another record. But I just felt like it wasn't for me. And I just, I don't know, I just love guitars. I love the performance that goes with them. and I, I feel at home and at one. And so I forfeit a massive career because I've stayed in rock music. It's dwindling, everyone's leaving the building. Oh, look, i painted a new room. <laughs> no one gives a shit, but look at this, I've done a gallery, so now I've done a really good open, you know, brick, brick, open, open brick, sort of huge, uh, loft experience of music, and um, it it just excites me, and the best part is when I play to anyone on a personal level, they're like, wow, you know, just, what is this shape you're asking me to hold, why are you doing this, you're not, you know, should be kind of going the other way, so I just like, I like it for that, because it's On one hand, it's all wrong and it's all crazy, but it's so much attitude and so much energy and fire that it's just, uh, if you're gonna stick around and be annoying as long as we have, you might as well make sense of it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh great, here's another mid-tempo ballad song. It's like, like, I like it when people go, oh my God, what is this? It's such a much better reaction.
2: I, I always say, you know, you close the record with a thousand years, I mean, that far as it close to the ballad we get for this record and, and it's absolutely a beautiful moments
0: for one Thank you I, I love those moments and it's not like I, I'm betraying them when I I, I I had wrote about three, four, five, four, five mellow songs that uh you know we put two on there um and I just think it's an essential respite and I and I I love that every record we've ever done I always have that and I'm just sort of held back, you know, because I just know that you can't put four on there or else you'd sort of, you know, become sort of, um, or Elliot Smith-like, which would be beautiful because he was incredible, but not what, what gets uh, people talking to me enough. <laughs> you know I, don't know, I don't know. I mean, I could have put more on there and be like, wow, so there's a real kind of low downbeat record. I saw the Mars Volta is kind of quite a mellow record as well. That's interesting. I love that band. And I was listening through that record yesterday a lot. And I was like, wow. They just were like, they've they've got a I, I just hear so much in this peaceful record.
2: Beautiful record. I almost call it their yacht rock record, almost. Like it's if, if Mars Volta did a yacht <laughs> record like this would probably be it. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. They deserve it. But I mean, having, you know, from coming from out the drive in, which was so incendiary, to then at the beginning of the Miles Volta, when it was really that sort of, you know, Ra progressive. I don't know what the fuck that was. It just was like, holy shit, this is like a different, a different, a different journey. Uh, to this, I was waiting for that to come. I was waiting to be sort of the assault, and the assault never came. As you say, I was just like lapping up the waves. It's a brilliant description of it because it's a luxury yacht.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's a luxury our favorite artists do this you know and that's that's why we that's why we love them
0: We well, like it's like Neil Young he did that his whole career right it's sort of you know go from the big uh the big records um into the mellow records and sort of be the promotion team nightmare at, at Electra you're like oh my god he's you know now he's something else but it didn't hurt him, did it
2: and if they bugged him too much he wrote this one's for you you know it's the <laughs> Don't get on his bad side. (laughs) And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell of Bush. You didn't sacrifice anything on this record. And and I mean that in the absolute compliment way. I mean, because you have the heavy record, but these lyrics, they're still, you know, telling important stories, telling important moments, whether it's, you know, that first single with uh, more than machines. I mean, here we have, I think as you've explained it, you've like, I think any other artist, this would have been all over the map because you fit in women's rights, you fit in climate change, you fit in AI. All in one song. What's the story you wanted to tell ultimately with this one? With this whole record? With with that song specifically, I should say. With
0: that song specifically, it was uh, one of the very last songs I wrote, as it always happens, you know, annoyingly. You get that sort of, the label say, do us more songs. You're like, oh, fuck you. Fuck, 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 And then that's your ego. And then you're like, well, maybe we could. And it, it just, the whole row versus Wade had been um, sort of um, that, it's been decided a few weeks earlier, a couple of months, a month, and it just—it just, you know, I have a daughter. You know, um, I was raised um, by my aunt. You know, I've had strong, brilliant women around me. Um, I've been um, lucky enough to be in relationships with strong women. Just felt such an assault and such a bizarre step in a world where we're trying to um, elevate everyone's rights. Just was like it still doesn't actually make sense to me so I was so proud to be able to you know with me it's never about me being like um didactic like a lecturing because I can't tell people how to think you know I'm a mass of contradictions and a massive insufficiencies and all you know I mean I'm just a perfectly really human person and uh full of good and 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 bad and like it's just like, it's more like saying, should we be keeping our mind on this? And what happens is that traditionally in a situation like this, uh, nothing's gonna be more, more powerful than, than, than girls and people revolting against this and voting accordingly. And maybe it isn't gonna be as powerful as if we just sat quiet and sort of, so many things happen in our world that are uh, beyond our control. And we're such lousy puppets, you know? Um, you know, there's a war, so uh, I'm sorry, gas it can be really expensive, and you're all fucked, even though you probably fucked and probably lost a lot of money. We're really sorry, but look at this, look at the fight that's going on, this war. Um, so we'll put price up. Cut to oh, also fantastic. BP and Shell announced record profits, eight point eight trillion dollars exit. Well, fuck me. Why do you need to make profits this year? want to make enough out of us consistently. It's just it was just we have no power so some of the powers we have would be to um actually in a democracy vote some that's the most power we can have so it's just that's what i mean and let's not be sort of blindsided by uh this uh big business so that's it you know
2: well it's a great stuff.
0: yeah thank you you know it's very i you know you know i've we've spoken a lot. I've referenced so many things throughout my career, but always been really careful to not be a pushing, it's not a political platform for me, it's a social platform. And I just get to say what I think, but more just not, I don't say what I think, it's like what bothers me. I mean, when I wrote Bomb on 16 Stone about the guy gets blown up because of the IRA Protestant bombing in London as um, I as a kid, it's not saying one person's right, one person's wrong, it's just saying jesus christ this is happening in this human situation look how it affects us personally my job is much more personal it's not a i'm not looking to to run for any office except the office of a great time the office of a great time
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know he, uh, um uh, human sand i mean because that kind of brings up the climate change thing again i mean and and it's obviously if it's not on people's minds i'm sort of flabbergasted by that because it absolutely should be and and it's not a question here it's just kind of complimenting you how you do work it in because you're right it doesn't sound like you're up at the pulpit you know or or or, you know trying to but but there it is. I love
0: that one of my favorite lines in that one is um is that I believe in terrestrial angels I believe in the power of one you know it just it's just self it's just responsibility and 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 empathy and and a, a sort of a connection to others, and you know, I'm, I, it's like I can't help it. And it used to piss Gwen off so much, which I'm delighted about. Um, would be like the use of, you know, of words that that have been deemed to come from a religious background: sin, uh, angels, devils, uh, and it's all this all. But it's such rich, beautiful language. You know, it's, the the Bible is an incredible book. You know, an incredible work of, of, of words and um, I think that uh, the terrestrial angels is just that's me at my best you know that's when I go okay it's cool it's a cool line you know because terrestrial angels is where it's at how, how, what are we going to do if we don't have terrestrial angels what are we going to do because it's such a selfish you know and uh, heavy as the ocean um, is that line uh, you, you, you're brave this bravery Will save the world a bit. It's like the complete acknowledgement that we're doomed and it's fucked. But every incremental step that we take in individually to help each other is a sort of a, is 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 what makes community. Then people talk about this like this sense of uh, your community. Your community is just like to create a, 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 a sort of a like-minded. A set of people, so that we all have shared values, so that we all live with some degree of empathy and kindness, uh, and not simply out for ourselves at the expense of others. Which is, of course, um, how the world is run.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> the, the angels and demons. It's it's interesting because uh, you know the other side of your your life, your career, with with the acting and everything. And they just announced Constantine two and we've I talked know. about it you've talked for years like this should happen you've been you've been saying this sequel should happen for years i just went back and rewatched it and god what a good movie that is but i i went back even further because i started thinking about the greedy fly video and and, and there were so many similarities that you were doing even a decade before with constantine and, and and how this as you were kind of talking about kind of religious iconography sort of plays into your art i mean it's always been there and it's so powerful when you do that it's,
0: you know, it's funny because I, I went, for example, uh, I went to a school in England. Uh, I went, I sang Latin hymns every day, six days a week. My every day would start in a church, beautiful church. Now, I was often late and, you know, not paying attention and snap, But I often think that my, you know, I don't know why I have a, an intrinsic connection to melody. Do you, know? Do you know what I mean? From when I began, you know, when I first wrote songs, I used to sing melodies in a phone like an idiot and get the band fans playing to put chords under it. I didn't know anything. And I think that, ironically, even though I'm an atheist, uh, there is, um, there's the, the, my history my, in my DNA. Hymns are in my DNA. Musical cadence, my musical cadence came from hymns. Undoubtedly, there's no, there's no two ways about it and some of them in Latin, do you know what I mean? And then, of course, all the great, you know, there's all those fantastic hymns that are incredible. Uh, Jerusalem, I don't know if you know those in America, if there are American hymns you sing in American churches, but, you know, things like Jerusalem, it's just, they're rousing songs, beautiful. uh, And I I do love churches for their sort of, well you know sort of this sort of solemnity and their sort of devotion and their you know stripping away in they're supposed to be stripping away from your ego and just thinking of the power of, the, of good and good behavior and good values um I sort of appreciate that um I always thought it's, it's interesting because I was a huge Christopher Hitchens um, Roger Dawkins kind of fan, uh, specifically Christopher Hitchens. And I was offended by the idea that you can't have a moral structure without religion, because yes you can. <laughs> it's just incorrect. You know, the idea there's no vocational life. People think of people, they don't have they don't have God, you don't have a vocation. That's just it's just not it's just untrue. The best word for it is untrue because I'm living embodiment of that. See there you go, embodiment. There's probably a religious word and everyone is like annoyed I'm using it don't if you don't believe don't, that word but it's a word it's a word and this society now this whole you know word manipulations it's, I, I don't like it I like free speech I don't like it I don't like it I don't understand it and I don't like it I support everyone but I want everyone to leave language alone beautiful language is incredible
2: well, you do some great poetry with it. And I'll agree with you on all that. I was an altar boy when I was younger. I've known people that go to church all their life that are horrible people and people that have never gone to church that are really good people. Uh, I know we're running up against the clock and I do want to ask really quick because I brought up Constantine too and that's just too juicy right there because you have been talking about it a while. Do you see more life about the czar? Is, is it possible?
0: Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run back to LA and I'm going to find Akiva who's writing it I'm gonna find Francis who's directing it, and just simply pledge allegiance. And like, I, I, I'm, I just want to do it. Want to be part of it so bad. And it's just gonna be a case of whether they deem me relevant in there. You know, it's just like I, I, I don't know what I have to do. Um, if you have any suggestions as to how you think, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's got to be. You know, people always talk about I'm English, right? So we're not really that pushy. Um, and that sometimes, you know, you hear these great stories about people, people like, you know, and they, they, they went to the director's house and they went on their knees and they just said, I got to have this part. I got to have that. I remember, uh, you know, going to see Chris Melandrani uh, about a movie and he does the music. You know, he's part of the, um, you know, Pixar or is it Pixar? Incredible, you know, uh, Despicable Me. He's incredible, most talented man. I remember going to see him about doing music for him or whatever and he goes you know pharrell called me up said i've got to do this music i've got to do this music of course he did an incredible job for him and um i think myself but you let him you let him you know like you let him do it like if what if i sat in his office now and jumped on the table was like you gotta let me do your next project is that really gonna fucking help you know so it's just, I don't quite know how to get that right. Uh, how people force themselves and yet get the job. I mean, look at that incredible Nicholas Cage, the unbearable uh, right. uh, weight of talent. Oh my God, when he is pushing for the jobs and he's auditioning, oh, like it's a masterclass in acting. I mean, He, Nick Cage is, he's the best actor in the world. He's the best actor. I don't know who could pull off that movie and those speeches and that intensity. He's a master. If I should go see him and then get him to help me approach Francis and Akiva.
2: <laughs> I believe in you. I really do. Just, uh, be the movie. <laughs> and plus, you know, you know, Keanu just hit him up too. He's got dog back together. Not only do you do the movie together, then you do the tour together and us fans as greedy ass fans we have the whole he's world a, at that point folks
0: are back together
2: yeah yeah he's been they've been they've been uh, practicing
0: the world's famous most famous bass player <laughs>
2: <laughs> it'd be it'd be a whole thing that would be a no i i seriously i would i would love to see you back in there that was um that was such a fun trip uh,
0: I, feel I, on I i i have every intention of of giving it my best shot yeah
2: in the meantime of course you got this record i'll wrap this up the art of survival is so damn good i love what you do every single time gavin it's always such a pleasure talking to you thank you so much likewise all the best And my thanks to Gavin Rosdell. Again, the uh, the brand new Bush album is called The Art of Survival. Uh, we've spoken many times, as, uh, as we alluded to in this interview. In fact, I think it's three or four times in the past three or four years. You can find all of those interviews further in this podcast if you, uh, if you search Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell or Bush. Uh, thanks to you for checking out the episode. As always, uh, please do hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, you get three brand new interviews every week. You music nerd, I give you as much as you can take. Uh, and then I try to give you even more than that. So hit that subscribe button. Uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts. at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, Audible, Red Circle, uh, let's see, uh, WFBK.org, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. I'm also on the uh, social media spots. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith, except no substitutes. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. No one
0: told me you'd be easy.